Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem, or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other ministries all on the internet. Now, Jesus let's get into Amen. the Word. And praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to thank you once again for being in the household of the Lord. We're going to come now as always wanting to cast the vision. Vision that God has left once again for the remnant. That we might build for him a place where he can be glorified. Possibly for the next 111 years should Christ tarry. The saints of God may wander in this place and, and look back and, and try to figure out how they got it done. Their only conclusion should be, and the same conclusion that we have in this place, is that it had to be the Lord. If it was not for the Lord on their side, we wouldn't be able to worship in this sanctuary. It had not been for the Lord on their side, we wouldn't be able to sing Zion's songs in this place. If it had not been for the Lord on their side same God yesterday the same God today and forever amen and praise the Lord Bethlehem well, that sounds wonderful and that's what we want to do we want to get it right here in the household of the Lord for first Peter 4 17 says for the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God and if it begins with us first what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God and that is why we have our 10 most wanted in this box and we continue to intercede on their behalf that is why we have a presence here uh, as God's ambassadors for Christ. That we might make him known. Hello somebody. So we want to get it right here. This month we are talking about what the Clark sisters are singing about. Getting it right with miracles. We are looking for a miracle working God to cause revival in this place. This place may be overrun with true believers of Christ. Believers that do believe that the sky is the limit. Believers who still believe that God is able. We're looking for miracles in this place. And if we were able to have this kind of miracle working God, we'd be able to say, as Peter said in Acts chapter 3, verse 6, then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. Hello, somebody, but but, but, but what I do have, I, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Walk. Hello, somebody. He didn't have silver and gold, but he did have the name of our precious Savior, Jesus Christ. And miracles happen. 
in Jesus' name. We told you what needs to be present for miracles to happen. Either God the Father or God the Son or God the Holy Spirit needs to be on the scene. And mostly on our behalf, what needs to be present for miracles to happen is uh, belief. Or what we call faith. Sometimes Jesus would look out and see that, that a person had enough faith to be healed. Do we, Bethlehem, as Jesus look out from the right-hand side of the Father, can he look and see that Bethlehem has the faith to be healed? Hello, somebody. We want to manifest that kind of faith because when that kind of faith mixed with a God, miracle-working power happens. Hello, somebody. Do you still believe in the God that you serve? I know I still believe in the God that I serve. Amen. And praise the Lord. We're going to look at this morning a unique kind of miracle in Numbers chapter 22, verse 21 through 34. We're going to talk about the miracle donkey. The miracle donkey. Would you please stand in reverence to the word of God? Would you plan, would you stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God and I will believe. It's three slides. Let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. His two servants were with him. And when the donkey saw the angel of God setting on its own sword, saying, Turn off the road to the field. On the road. Then the angel of the Lord stood in a narrow plate, with the walls on both sides. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, he pressed closer to the wall, crushing his foot against him. He leaped the donkey again. And the angel of the Lord moved ahead and stood in a narrow place. There was no room for turn. So on the right or on the left. When the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it laid down on the ground. Angry and beat it with his staff. And opened the donkey's mouth. And it said to Baal, What have I done to you? To make you beat me these three times. They don't answer to the donkey. A fool of me. If only I had my sword in my hand, I would kill you right now. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. And again, uh, we're talking about this morning the miracle donkey, the miracle donkey, and we're going to learn this morning or talk on around the three points we're going to talk about this the saddling of the donkey we're going to talk about the setting of the donkey and we're going to talk about the saying of the donkey the saddling the setting and the saying of this miracle donkey of this miracle donkey. And we want Christians to know this morning that Christians should depend on God for miracles. Christians should depend on God for miracles. This is a very unique miracle. One of the most unique miracles in Holy Writ. And it is listed at number seven as one of God's greatest miracles. And we talked about a little earlier, the beginning of this series, what was listed as number ten on their list of miraculous Miracles in the Bible, and that was last week's sermon dealing with 
the man possessed with legion. On this Wednesday night, it was we talked about the miracle crossing, and that was listed at number six. Uh, number one in their list is creation itself, and number three is the resurrection. And he also mentioned when we talk about miracle working powers, uh, number four, the raising of Lazarus. And all of these miracles are, are miracles, but none so unique as this. So where we have a donkey that would speak in the voice of a man. Now, for those of you who grew up and watched Shrek, you, you probably think about Eddie Murphy's voice coming out of a donkey. That was long before we could animate anything like that in pictures. God would have this donkey to speak in a human voice. And one thing that's unique about this text, it seemed like that the man of God, Balaam, was not that impressed with the donkey speaking because he had a conversation with the donkey. I know if it was me and I heard a donkey speak in a man's voice, I probably would leave him there. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be having conversations with donkeys. But this man of God by, by the name of Balaam was, was thought to be a man that was integreed. Because he was going to do what God told him not to do. And we know that he made the wrong decision because God sent an angel ready to separate his head from his body if he would have continued in this journey. Hello, somebody. And we're going to discover throughout and in this message what, what was wrong, what, what, what was the deal was. But, but this is a very, very unique text. I learned it uh, in Sunday school, but I was thinking I never heard a preacher preach about this miracle donkey. And I thought back of all the sermons, hundreds of sermons that I've preached, and I, I, I don't remember ever speaking from this text. Maybe it's because I'm not an outdoorsman, and I'm not the kind that would want to ride on the back of a donkey. I'm not the kind that would want to ride on the back of a horse, uh, all I want to do is ride in my car. Hello, somebody. But there are some outdoorsmen who know what it's like to deal with donkeys, and donkeys are known to be, oh, a bit uh, obstinate. Hello, somebody. They're known to be a bit stubborn. Hello, somebody. Uh, they're known to be a bit feisty. Hello, somebody. And if you tell the truth, many times the people of God can be described, uh, oh, more like donkeys than they are more like sheep. Hello, somebody. Because, <laughs> uh, oh, they'll get mad at you and they'll sit down on you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And they'll sit down on you and, and, and if you keep it up, they'll fight you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But, but, but let me tell you that, that this was not this kind of donkey. Because the donkey had a little conversation with the man of God. And the donkey said, have I ever done this to you in the Eton's translation? Have I ever done this to you before? Uh, hello, somebody. Uh, ha have I ever stopped? Have I ever sat down on you before? Uh, and I imagine if I've never done this before, maybe, just maybe. Uh, something is, is, is awry. Oh, and, 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 and the man of God had that conversation with the donkey. But let's, let's, let's go and let's get into the text and, and see what this life, uh, and let's get a little context. And, and one of the ways that I, 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 I've been liking the studies, I like to see videos and, and if they, I like to keep things simple. And this is the simple background of what's going on in the text. And then we'll get on into the message. Yeah. 
Israel, an innumerable nation, and Moab knew that Balaam was a man of God, and and Mo and 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 Balak, the king of Moab, knew that whatever Balaam cursed, they were cursed, and whatever Balaam uh, blessed, they were blessed. Balak is, Balak is like some people today that, that, that try to call down curses upon the people of God. Hello, somebody. But I heard somebody say that what God has for me is for me. And I don't have to worry about anybody coming against me because God will fight my battles. Heard the word of God say that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Yeah, yeah. And somebody in here ought to shout right now because, uh, oh, God says that, uh, oh, that Balak that's coming against you, that's trying to curse you, that, that God will not curse what he has already blessed. Yeah. Hello, somebody. Oh, let me say it again. That God will not curse what, 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 what he's already blessed. And, and it doesn't matter how much money folk have who are coming against you. And we learned in Sunday school this morning about how folk like to treat rich folk a little different than the poor folk. Uh, hello, somebody. And rich folk can, can get folk to do stuff that uh, poor folk can't do by, by giving them money. And, uh, and it still works that way today because there are some preachers uh, are more concerned about what goes in their pocket as opposed uh, to be concerned about the word of God and preaching the word of God and they preach uh, oh blessings as opposed to ple uh, preaching uh, oh the curses that God has will call down upon any nation that will not live uh, by his holy writ. Uh, hello somebody that's why we've got to have uh, men of God who cannot be influenced uh, by money. Hello somebody because sometimes God causes uh, the man of God to speak truth uh, to power. Hello somebody Sometimes there has to be some folk uh, that can tell the president uh, of our United States uh, that homosexual marriage uh, 
is not right in Jesus name oh and I respect you Mr. President I love you with the love of the Lord but I, I'm not supposed to be influenced by power influenced by money oh influenced by fame because I need to go and tell the world what just says the Lord but Balaam thought oh that he could give his own message Balaam thought that he could fill his pocket with money oh and take advantage oh of folk trying to influence him with money and as a result what did he do he saddled his donkey hello somebody Balaam got up in the morning and saddled his donkey and went with the Moab officials and the saddling of the donkey is symbolic of us making the wrong decisions of us making the wrong choice oh God didn't tell you to leave Paul's Valley but yet oh you decide to leave Paul's Valley God didn't tell you to quit your job but yet you decide to saddle your donkey and quit your job God didn't tell you oh to quit your marriage but you decided to saddle your donkey and go down there to city hall and file for divorce oh and that's oh what people like to do they like to oh go places where God didn't tell them to go and say things that God didn't tell them to say oh and you're ready to saddle your donkey say to your neighbor neighbor Oh, neighbor, get your side of your donkey before you came. Hello, somebody. Get your side of your donkey before you came because God has sent the man of God to let you know to unsaddle your donkey, to not do what God tells you. Oh, to not do. Hello, somebody. Oh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, unsaddle that donkey in Jesus' name. Because I've decided not to go places where God don't want me to go. And I've decided not to say things that God don't want me to say in Jesus' name. Making the wrong choices. Hello, somebody. Ask your neighbor. Neighbor or neighbor, did you make the right choice? Did you make the right choice? Some folk have, have saddled the donkey, but God has sent me here to, to tell you to unsaddle your donkey. Uh, to not quit, uh, to not give up, uh, to not give up hope, uh, to not give up faith. Uh, unsaddle your donkey. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Say it in a whisper to somebody that can't listen to a loud voice. Say, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Unsaddle your donkey. Hello, somebody. Unsaddle it. Hello, somebody. Second Peter 2.16 gives an account. It says that they have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam. Hello, somebody. Some today have have left the straight way. Hello, somebody. Some folk have decided not to come to church no more. Guess what? They've left the straight way. Hello, somebody. Some folk have decided not to tithe because they're mad. They have left the straight way. Hello, somebody. There's some folk who have decided to get that divorce and they've left the straight way and they want to be like everybody else. Oh, and God has said and is telling us today, oh, the remnant at Bethlehem to not leave the straight way. Oh, for wide is the way of what? Of destruction. Hello, somebody. Oh, just because everybody's doing it doesn't mean that it's right. Hello, somebody. And we live in a culture where everybody 
nobody's doing it. I live in a time where almost every preacher is on the take. Oh, they on the take for money. They on the take for women. Hello, somebody. They on the take for power. Hello, somebody. But it's not my job to look at what they're doing. It's my job to stay on that straight way and do what God tells me to do and go where God tells me to go. I can't be like everybody else when everybody else has left the straight way in Jesus' name. Oh, we have all kind of problems in our church. The preachers have left the straight way. The deacons, oh, and a lot of our churches have left the straight way and they want to do it the way they want to do it as opposed to doing it the way God wants to do it. We have a lot of folk leading, leaving the straight way. We got women that's leaving the straight way. They don't want to submit to their husbands and do what God tells them to do to a man, which is to respect him. They leave the straight way. Oh, and every woman's doing it and they think it's okay because every woman's doing it. Oh, and they take their advice, not from some folk that's been married 30 and 40 years. They get their marriage advice from women that number one don't have a man. Hello, somebody. They get their married advice from folk that's been divorced four and five times. They've left the straight way. Men have left the straight way. And that's why we're trying to get men to be kingdom men. Kingdom men that are willing to follow the straight way of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To be committed to Lord, to the Lord our God. And to put him first. Oh, and not only that, but to be committed to that one woman for a lifetime. To love her as Christ loved the church. That straight way. The definition of a man is not that he's a player. And that he can be with all, all thousands of different women. That's not a real man. That's easy. It's easy to be with all those different women. Oh, the hard thing to do is to be committed to one woman for a lifetime until death do us part in Jesus name oh we've got to stay on that straight way in Jesus name say to your neighbor neighbor oh neighbor stay on that straight way and unsaddle your donkey in Jesus name (laughs) give God a hand clap of praise up in here up in here unsaddle your donkey hello somebody that was the saddling of the donkey. Here's another little illustration. It's, it's, it's a little bit more creative, we'll say. Um, but it tells the story of this text. Amen. 
saddling of the donkey. The setting of the donkey. It says in verse 27, when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, it laid down under Balaam. And he was angry and beat it with his staff. From this we can learn the principle of getting beaten for the right thing. Hello somebody. The donkey got beat for doing the right thing. Hello somebody. Some say the greatest miracle about this text is is what the donkey said. I think that the great miracle about this text is what the donkey saw. Hello, somebody. For you to thought that the man of God, the prophet of God, should have been the first one to see the angel. Hello, somebody. But when you're headed uh, down a crooked path, the first thing you lose is your sight. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. When you're going down the crooked path, the first thing you lose is your sight. Hello, somebody. Have you ever wondered how some folk get led astray in a a relationship? They can get led astray by what the man says to them and, and the man can be crooked. And they be talking about, I want to marry this man. And you come and you take one look at the man and you know that he's crooked. Hello, somebody. God gives me sight and he gives you sight too because many times, oh, when I look in the pulpit, I, I don't see men of God. I, I, I see thugs. Hello, somebody. I'm like, man, that, that, that dude it has a thuggish spirit on him, has a gangster spirit on him. How, oh, how did that church call him as pastor? Hello, somebody. Oh, when you go down a crooked path, oh, and you don't pray, hello, somebody, you lose your sight. Hello, somebody. So you better, oh, if you want to have good sight, you better do obey the word of God. It gives you the sight. That you need. Oh, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, obey the word of God, for it gives you the sight that you need to see. Hello, somebody. And that's what women do in relationships. They, uh, they don't obey the word of God. They know the word of God says, do not be unequally yoked together with an unbelief. But, but they say, oh, but he say he loved the Lord. He loved the Lord. Do he go to church? He say he can't be up there with them hypocrites. Hello, somebody. That sounds like a hypocrite to me. Hello, somebody. Because, oh, the church is the body of our Lord Jesus Christ. And guess what? If you have a problem with the church, oh, now here on earth, oh, and you're supposed to be together forever in heaven, then you really going to have some problems. Hello, somebody. The church is the bride of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The church is symbolic of the people. And guess what? People are not perfect. Hello, somebody. And there is no one perfect church. Oh, there's no one perfect preacher. But there should be a place of people where people are striving to get better. Where people are being changed. For the Bible says that if many men be in Christ, what? He's a new creature. Hello, somebody. All things are passing away. Oh, and the church is the best prescription for today's problems in our world today. And if you got a problem with church. Hello somebody. So you don't want to go to Bethlehem. There are 42 other churches. Hello somebody. So why are you at home? Hello somebody. Hello somebody. That's just here in Paul's Valley. Some folk are listening in Dallas and in Oklahoma City and in New York and there's literally thousands of choices of churches but you decide to go the crooked way as opposed to going the straight way and to be with the church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and as a result you lose your sight. 
you think you better at home. No, you will better together is, is our theme for a district. Our moderator came up with, we're better together. Hello, somebody in Jesus' name. Hello, somebody. So don't sit down on the Lord. Hello, somebody. There's some folk sitting down on the Lord. Oh, sitting at home. Hello. Oh, uh, doing that worship power. Oh, so you say, I, I can't make it to 11 o'clock, sir. I'm not an early bird. Well, make the 6 oh, p.m. service. Hello, somebody. There's no excuses. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. There's no excuses for sitting down on the Lord. Hello, somebody. There's no excuses. If it's not right, maybe if you get there and maybe if you give and be an example of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, maybe you can change some things. Oh, one of my biggest pet peeves is when good folk give up or when so-called godly people give up. They say, I'm not going to church no more. Hello, somebody. That's satanic. You're not going to church no more. Hello, somebody. You're supposed to be the light of the world. Hello, somebody. And everywhere you show up, you should bring what? Light. And if you show up, guess what? Darkness cannot exist. Hello, somebody. Dr. Tony Evers taught me, oh, the radical nature of light. Light is not weak. Light don't take the darkness. Because everywhere light shows up, the darkness has to flee. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So what are you being? Are you being the salt? Are you being the salt of the world and the light of the world? Hello, somebody. Or is it everywhere you show up, it gets darker? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Yeah, it stay dark. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Don't sit down on the Lord. Hello, somebody. Don't saddle your donkeys to go, oh, in places that you shouldn't go. And don't sit down on the Lord. Oh, but you say, preacher, oh, when I go there, I might get messed up. Hello, somebody. And this is what this donkey did. Doing the, the, doing the, the right thing, this donkey. Doing the right thing. And she got beaten. Hello, somebody. Uh, uh, they, 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 I can't be in that place because uh, they don't like me. Hello, somebody. Hello, sir. I'm, I'm so glad that Jesus didn't think that way. Hello, somebody. Uh, I'm so glad G- Jesus was saying one week uh, they were saying, Hosanna, praise the Lord. And the next week they were saying, crucify me. And I'm so glad that he did not sit down on the Lord. I'm so glad he did what God told him to do. I'm so glad that he was being, was willing to be beaten. Hello, somebody. He was willing to be mocked. He was willing to be scorned. He was willing to suffer for the right thing. Oh, and as a matter of fact, that's the only way I like to suffer. It's to suffer for the right things. Hello, somebody. I don't like to suffer when I make bad decisions. But 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 I, I will suffer for doing the right things. Hello, somebody. And that's what happens. And it's a good illustration of that. Is in our bodies. Hey, we don't eat the way the doctor tell us to eat. Hello, somebody. And we suffer for it. Hello, somebody. We suffer all kinds of stuff. Hello, somebody. I'm just talking about myself. Hello, somebody. Oh, the doctor, the doctor told me I need to change my diet because it was my diet that was making me obese. Hello, somebody. And the doctor told me that I had to go to the gym. Oh, because it's my inactivity that's making me obese. Hello, somebody. So now, oh, I was suffering anyway. I was suffering from high blood pressure. Hello, somebody. I was suffering for all kind of stuff, but now I suffer for the right things. I have to suffer to eat right. Hello, somebody. And it causes me to suffer. Because <laughs> that food that I like, I like that soul food. Hello, somebody. In other words, everything that tastes bad for me. Hello, somebody. Uh, yeah, tastes good to me. It's bad for me. Hello, somebody. And I love it. 
And I hate to sit down and have to sit and eat a salad. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I hate to eat my chicken and it's not fried. <laughs> and I have to suffer. <laughs> but I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm suffering for the right things now. Because I, I seem to get better all the time, over and over, as I continue to do what God, what the doctors have through. Ooh, I said, God, some of our doctors, God's trying to speak to us. Uh, hello, somebody. But I'd rather suffer for doing the right things. I'm going to suffer anyway. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, suffer for the right things. In Jesus' name. The donkey literally was saving the man of God's life and getting whooped, getting beaten. Hello, somebody. And the angel told him, hey, if I would have spared the donkey. I, I was after you. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Sometimes we've got to suffer wrong for the right things. Hello, somebody. The man of God was guilty of being angry. The Bible says, be angry, but sin not. Hello, somebody. James chapter 1, verse 19 says, Dear, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and what? Slow to speak and what? Slow to become angry. Hello, somebody. Because anger is like a drug. And it will cause you to do stuff that you wouldn't normally do. Hello, somebody. And in the text, uh, his anger caused him to do stuff that he wouldn't normally do. Uh, he wouldn't normally beat his donkey. Hello, somebody. Because his donkey had never stopped on him before. He wouldn't never, he wouldn't normally talk to the donkey. Hello, somebody. Have you ever become so mad you start talking to stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Have your car ever stopped on you on the side of the road and you had a conversation with the car? Hello, somebody. <laughs> I, had, I had some choice words yesterday on the side of the road when my mule broke down and I was sitting there on the side of the road for three hours. Hello, somebody. I wanted to lay hands on my donkey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say you suffering because you didn't have the spare. Hello, somebody, dummy. <laughs> that ain't me. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Makes you have conversation with stuff. You get mad. You get angry. And you say stuff that you don't. You, you'd have thought that he would have said, wait a minute. You talking. Yeah, yeah. He was so angry. He had a conversation with the donkey. <laughs> that trips me out. <laughs> I would have said, what? <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> what they say. It's, it's all right. I think the old folk used to say, or somebody say, it's all right to talk to yourself. Hello, somebody. But, but the problem is, is when you began to what? To answer yourself. And if I began to talk to the donkey and the donkey answered back, I would have thought I was crazy. Hello, somebody. I wouldn't have had a conversation. I'd have to run. Hello, somebody. He was so angry. Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. In Jesus' name. Hello, somebody. I'm going to skip this last video, and we're going to go on into the, the end of the text and the saying of the donkey. The saying of the donkey. Verse 28, then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and it said to Balaam what have I done to you to make you beat me these three times what 
have I done to you uh, to make me beat you uh, these three times? Uh, oh, the donkey, uh, oh, uh, had sight. And I think that that's, oh, probably the most miracle uh, of the text. Uh, the donkey uh, could see the angel and the man of God uh, couldn't. But not only that, uh, the donkey did not uh, just have sight. Uh, the donkey apparently had uh, some sense. Hello, somebody. He had enough sense uh, to know uh, not to move forward. Uh, he had enough sense uh, to know uh, not to move on. There's somebody here today. God is saying, uh, I'm trying to give you enough sense uh, to know uh, not to move on, uh, not to go on. Uh, because if you go on, uh, you're going to get hurt. Uh, if you go on, uh, you're going to suffer for the wrong thing. Uh, if you go on, uh, Oh, you're going to suffer all oh, the consequences uh, of your sin. Uh, and God uh, has sent this man of God uh, oh, over three or four thousand years later to try to speak uh, some sense into you uh, and to let you know uh, that you shouldn't quit. Uh, hello, uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, oh, don't quit uh, on the Lord. Uh, don't quit uh, on the Lord's church. Uh, don't quit uh, your job. Don't leave. If God doesn't tell you to leave, oh, stay where God tells you to stay and do what God tells you to do. And you say, preacher, I don't know what God is saying to you, to me right now. Then God is saying, wait. Hello, somebody. I hear that text and I refer to it all the time. Oh, when you don't know what to do, when you don't know what to say, oh, you got to have enough sense oh to wait on the Lord hello somebody because God is saying oh if you hold on help is on the way for those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings with wings as eagles they shall run and not grow weary they shall walk and not faint say to neighbor Oh, neighbor, wait on the Lord in Jesus' name. That's what God is saying when you can't sense his presence. Oh, the teacher is always quiet during the test. Oh, the teacher is trying to see if you learn everything that, that, that the teacher taught you. Oh, and then after that, it is the test. And testing times is not a loud time. Testing times uh, is a quiet time. Uh, hello, somebody. Nobody can speak. Uh, hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. It's testing time. Uh, oh, and I'm praying uh, that you can pass the test. Uh, and the only way you can pass the test, uh, oh, is you've got uh, to have enough sense uh, to wait on the Lord. Uh, oh, say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. Have enough sense uh, to wait. Wait on the Lord. Unsaddle your donkey. Say to your neighbor again. Neighbor. Oh neighbor. Unsaddle your donkey. Because it's not going to work out anyway. Stuff's going to happen. Something's going to start to happen to stop you. Stuff's going to break down on you. Because God don't want you there. Hello somebody. Oh say to your neighbor. Neighbor. Oh neighbor. Unsaddle your donkey. And Jesus name yeah. and listen yeah. to what God is saying yeah. hello somebody listen to what God is saying and guess what God can use anything to speak to you <laughs> I'm so glad who oh, that God can use anything to speak to you hello somebody because sometimes we get caught up in personalities and we can't oh hear words from oh such and such oh because oh such and such know how to hoop hello somebody I can't hear the word oh through him because he don't know how to hoop I can't hear the word from him because he don't speak on top of his head. I can't hear the word from him because he whispers.
Christmas. I can't hear the word for him because I don't like the way he talk. I don't like the way he walk. I don't like the way he do what he do. I can't hear nothing from I'm so glad that God can use anything and he can use anybody. Hello, somebody go ahead and give God a hand clap of praise up in here. God can use anything and God can use anybody. Oh, in Jesus' name, I say, give God another hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. Lord, if you need to say it through a donkey, then tell me, Lord. If you need to tell me through a chicken, then tell me, Lord. If you need to tell me through an elephant, then tell me, Lord. If you need to use an ant, then tell me, Lord. If you need to use a child, then tell me, Lord. Use, Lord, whatever you will to say what you need to say because I need to hear a word from the Lord. I said I need to hear a word from the Lord. Say it, Lord, through the TV. Say it, Lord, through the radio. Say it, Lord, through my phone. Say it, Lord, use it, Lord, because I need to hear a word from the Lord. Use it, Lord, because I need to hear a word from the Lord. Give God a hand clap of praise up in here, up in here. Oh, if I was you, I'd say hallelujah. Thank you for your word. Say it again. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word. Say it again. Hallelujah. Thank you for your word. It's coming to me. I understand it. And I'm going to obey it. In Jesus' name. Give God another hand clap of praise up in here. Up in here, up in here. Use, Lord, whatever to speak to me. Hello, somebody. Second Peter 6, 16 says, But he was rebuked for his wrongdoing. By what? By a donkey. An animal without speak. Hello, somebody who spoke with a, a what? A human voice to do what? Strain. Hello, somebody. I pray that somebody's madness has been restrained. Hello, somebody. All eyes closed, heads bowed, saints are praying. Deacons, will you come? About to open the doors of the church. Really, the doors of the church was open over 2,000 years ago when Christ died for our sins. And I'm so glad that Jesus was willing to die. Like this donkey, he was willing to be beaten for doing the right thing. For on that night in that garden of Gethsemane, he would have to pray like he never prayed before. He prayed so hard that blood (coughs) drops of sweat came down from his brow. And he said, Father, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. If I have to be beaten for doing the the right thing, then I would be willing to be beaten, Lord. And when he left that garden of Gethsemane, he was tried for crimes that he didn't commit. He was innocent like this donkey in the text was innocent. But they mocked him and they scorned him. They beat him. They put a crown of thorns on his head and led him like a donkey through the streets of Jerusalem with a cross on his back. Hello, somebody. He carried that cross as far as he could and they, they had to help him. But he got to that hill called Golgotha and they laid that cross down and they nailed him to that cross, beating him, mocking him, scorning him, raising him up between two thieves like this innocent donkey that was beaten for doing the right thing. He would have to give his life up. He would have to die for the sins of the world. He gave up his ghost. They put him in a bar or two. And I'm so glad that he didn't stay dead. The Bible says that he got up on the third day with all power in his hands. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, 
We just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms. And his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day dear god come into my life come into my heart as my lord and savior amen and praise the lord if you pray that prayer for the first time then the angels in heaven are rejoicing for now you are a child of the living king you're a child of the living king you have to find God's family and that's what the church is the church is God's family here on earth we love believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem again we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley Oklahoma 55 miles south of Oklahoma City we'd love to see you in our services and if you're listening throughout the world listen throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord. And we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor praise Mike Tom, the senior Lord. pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. This is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms, and we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page. Or um, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality. And that's where you can give 
to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did it. He raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. And I believe God can do it for us. And we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision to reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state of the arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.